Did you get your walk in today? Are you getting your exercise? Let's talk about it. Today on the show. From six feet above Toledo, Ohio, this is the Two 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 Paranormal Podcast, celebrating Jen's birthday. Hey, two two two, February twenty second is rocking the house. I got balloons from my <laughs> sisters. They both bought me balloons and a crown. It oh. said happy birthday and had feathers on it. So I wore it at bingo. I didn't take a picture because I looked old, but. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for the birthday wishes. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So, Joseph, yes. Dean, how are you? I'm fine. Okay. You look very tan. Yes, I've been tanning, getting ready for the trip that, I am, that I'm flying over there today. Yes, when this show is released, Joe's actually in the air, going to some tropical island, <laughs> and I'm stuck here in this gray, cold environment. <laughs> Where? No, I'm happy. You're going to be so so sitting on a beach, mm-hmm. relaxing. Maybe you can find some historic sites or paranormal I was locations. I was looking to see if I could find some. And it's so funny because I sent Joe a picture this morning. The license plate, this car like zoomed in front of me and the license plate in front of me. Um, you know how you make fancy license plates, you know. And it said STJ USVI, which is St. John's. U.S. Virgin Islands. And <laughs> I didn't understand when you said it. I'm like, I have no clue what she's trying and to do. And I'm like, what are the chances? Joe's <laughs> going on vacation in this place and then this license plate's in front of me. So it was There's really... No such thing as coincidence. Right. Right. So um, very interesting, spooky stuff going on, Joe. Mm-hmm. Lots of alien stuff in the news. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Today, we're talking about something even scarier. This is very interesting. I first came across this idea. It's called walk-ins. And it's when basically soul transfer, mm-hmm. when one soul transfers to another. Now, the reason why I thought about this is because I was talking to someone, and I can't say who he is because he, he asked me not to tell anybody, but I know this guy. I see him every day. And he's down-to-earth type guy. And he started telling me a story and we were standing there for a good half hour. And he told me the story that when he was in high school, he went swimming and actually drowned and they pulled him up, resuscitated him, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, he's obviously talking to me. And, uh, he said after all that, he looked in the mirror and it was a completely different person looking back. What? He said, I was completely different. I wasn't the person that I started. Oh, that's interesting. So he, obviously his body was still the same, mm-hmm. but his mind and his soul was different. And he talked to me for a good half hour about it. And it was so interesting to hear it from him and telling me that he didn't recognize himself in the mirror. He didn't recognize any of his family. He didn't recognize his voice. That is bizarre. His memories were completely different. So basically, he was a completely different person. Do you think like somebody else's soul went into him to save him? 
That's what I'm thinking. So bizarre. Mm -hmm. Well, this is interesting because, you know, Joe brought this topic up um, about soul transfers and walk-ins. So if you're somebody who feels like you've experienced this, let us know. Like, definitely, we'd love to have you on the show and talk about it. So what is a walk-in? So walk-in is a phenomenon where becoming... um, it's becoming more common, I guess you would say, due to the influx of like light workers who wish to begin their body and their life on earth without having experienced childhood, puberty, or adult life. So the walk-in experience is a form of soul exchange or soul transference, whereby one soul is a body or walks out of the body. Usually it's during sleep, which is interesting. Hmm. And another prearranged soul walks into that body with its memories intact. See, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And walk-ins are usually star seeds who have a specific mission to accomplish to help the earth ascend. Oh, okay. I don't, I, I've heard that term star seed before, but I really didn't understand Mm-mm. what that is. But I've never heard that before. So how does a walk-in occur? So a walk-in can only occur when this one soul is ready to leave their earthly life and agrees to give the body over to another. The souls decide to leave earth for many reasons, but walk-outs, the most common reason is the desire to cut a life short due to suicidal feelings that won't subside. In some other cases, their life plan may be complete or their karma uh, for that lifetime is complete. Or maybe because they're just unable to learn or grow in that particular life any further. Now, a person's higher self uh, may have plans for them in the new better lifetime. So withdraw the essence from the body. With the case of suicide, the soul has saved the need to harm their own body in order to leave it. For a walk-in soul, it requires a healthy body. So an agreed upon switch is made, leaving a healthy body to another soul that can utilize it. Now, commonly, um, leaving the soul has um, experienced an illness or some kind of trauma or maybe an operation. Without the walk-in arrangement, the body would simply die in its bed or on the operating table. Yet the body undergoes some kind of soul transfer operation undertaken by a higher dimension. So they call it kind of like higher dimensional surgeons. Oh, okay. (laughs) So they need to attach the incoming soul to the body on all levels, including the emotional and mental body, not just the physical. This is largely considered to be very big type of thing for any soul or body to go through. So it's like a huge transference. Now, walkouts are voluntary at any higher level. There may be an agreement struck on the higher level planes between souls that allow the body to survive after the original soul is withdrawn and for a new soul to become attached to the still living body. And there is an arrangement struck on the higher planes between souls that allows the body to survive after the original soul is withdrawn and for a new soul to become attached to the still living body and project a part of itself onto it. Um, So what happens after a walk-in has occurred. So usually the person first wakes up after having um, walked in 
And they're not immediately aware of what has taken place. Kind of like your friend who didn't realize it until he looked in the mirror. Yeah. Now, they say they all have the original memories of the original inhabiting soul, yet they are effectively a new person and all that it entails. For example, they think quite differently and uniquely, which is, say, differently to the original soul. Now, this will bring them new ambitions and different likes and dislikes. The old soul may have been a smoker and a drinker and live unhealthily, but the new inhabitant may prefer a vegan lifestyle that is very active and healthy. And most of the walk-in souls are highly developed and come here to work in spiritual fields such as healers and teachers so that tend to be more health conscious and give up their bad habits of the old body and clean up their act. Yes. <laughs> um, the new soul who has arrived into an adult body is now linked by the silver cord, which um, begin will begin to live the life planned by them before entering the body. This means in almost all cases, the person seen from the outside suddenly changes every little thing about their former life. They may quit their jobs and begin working or studying in completely different fields of endeavor. Their hobbies are likely to change. They will suddenly have little in common with their former friends or associates. It feels like me. Uh, In fact, they um, will not have um, karmic ties with any one of any of the new people or I'm sorry, they will not have karmic ties with any of the people that the soul had uh, originally been linked to, and they will drift away from everyone they once knew. Now, sometimes a walk-in exchange occurs to a married person. In these cases, one spouse is left feeling confused, and they feel like they're living with a complete stranger all of a sudden. They tend to know that the old soul, the one that they had married, is gone. Such marriages will end in end and the new inhabiting soul starts making a new life for themselves. What do you think about that, Joe? That's very interesting. And the thing is, I physically know somebody that it's doing all, you know, the traits that you talk mm-hmm. about. Now, there's also a thing where sometimes the soul will rent out its body to another soul for a certain period of time, allowing itself to repre- represent itself to a human life. Transient souls will walk into a human body similar to a professional house sitter. So basically a soul can rent out its body that it's in, go back to the other plane and let that new soul come in and spend time in that body basically to see what it's like to be a human. Wouldn't it be interesting though that you could have like somebody really smart and good with money like pop in and get all your bills paid off and (laughs) solve all your issues and then pop out and you're back to your old life but then you're like everything's resolved that would be great being a guest soul (laughs) it will agree to walk in and reside in the body alongside the original soul as partners this is sort of like opening up your house to a guest but instead of opening up your house, you're opening up your soul to a guest soul. What if you get somebody who transfers in and is like bad to your body, though? You know, it's like, yeah, maybe you might be a little depressed or or something's going on. But then you get somebody in there that's like, you know, maybe has bad habits. Sort of like an attachment. 
Very much like an attachment. That's yeah. that's interesting. Do you think you could be a walk-in? A walk-in soul often struggles to identify with its personality that they are taking over. Um, this is because usually come in with the personality and emotion of the damaged body that it left. Mm. So if you have a walk-in that was came out of a, somebody that wanted to commit suicide or wanted to harm themselves just to go to another quote-unquote fresh body, it's going to come in with those same traits and try to hurt this new body. That's interesting. You know, I would like to know how you protect your soul from getting jumped almost. I know. You know, it's almost like quantum leap. Yeah. Now, here is 10 symptoms of being a walk-in. A terminal patient in a coma or operation miraculously survives and wakes up healthy. Uh, Near-death experience are common to these patients. Remember? bring out of body experiences or spending time in an altered dimension before waking up um, memory loss about part of your life before being walked in um, they come back feeling like a completely different person they think they and feel they um, are quite different believing things about the world maybe their belief system mm-hmm. or uh, political views or different things like that personality change for example if you're quiet and you may find yourself being very loud new walk-ins come with confidence so a surge of new life confidence assertiveness and knowing of your mind also remembering things that you used to like but felt disinterested about so you know that's kind of like along the lines of like breaking free from your depression yeah you know exactly you find joy again in the things that you used to love um, another w- symptom may be no longer understanding the people who were closest to you in your former life, being connected or disconnected on every level, feeling like they're suddenly strangers. Um, total change in what you want to do with your life and your time, new interests, new hobbies, new ideas for career, um, new talents that manifest themselves. I feel like I've experienced that one in the last <laughs> <laughs> six months. Um, you identify yourself as a light worker with all the light worker symptoms that come with that. And the final one may be that your life will change and means you could want a change of location, a career change, new hobbies, new friends, dietary changes, style changes, almost everything that you can think of um, that could change probably will. And why do souls choose to do a walk-in? So I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, one is obviously if the one soul has or has ill intent on the body and wants to go to a different body. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We understand that. But I think that there are certain times in your life that are exit points. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these walk-ins occur during trauma or surgery or drown, you know, something mm-hmm. traumatic. Yeah. How do we know that that wasn't a exit point for that soul? And instead of the body itself dying, another soul came in so that it could be live its life out it's, during that time. Because one thing that I've learned about the soul is, you know, we talk about how it comes into a body so that it can learn something or do a task Mm -hmm. and basically raise its vibration to another level. So if that is an exit point and 
the original soul knows that that's the exit point. That's when that person's going to die. And this other soul basically hijacks the body and jumps into that body. Now we have a soul transfer and we have that vigor and we have that energy because that new soul wants to learn or finish some task. I feel like there may be people's lives who get cut short, maybe not by their own doing. And that soul isn't done growing. And Mm -hmm. maybe it has to jump into somebody else to um, finish its journey. Like, and some people are at that point in their life where they need that change. Yeah. And maybe this is just whatever you believe in Mm -hmm. master plan to be able to continue, you know, that person on their path until they've completed their task. Um, I kind of feel like though we all go through these changes, like at certain points in our life, sometimes it's from being child to an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes at certain points in being adult, like I kind of feel like turning 21 is a certain time in your life. You change and you do different things. Turning 30 is a milestone and you rethink, do I want to do what I did Mm -hmm. when I was in my 20s? No, now I'm in my 30s. Then, you know, your 30s is for working and and growing and stop buying all the shit you didn't need. (laughs) And the 40s is for just, you know, thinking about what I want to do for the next 10 years. And then, and I don't know if you felt this like, when you hit 50, it's a whole different ball game. Like you're at like, I've lived, I'm just air quoting half my life, mm-hmm. right? Now it's not about, you know, working to make money or living to, you know, go out with all your friends and do everything. Now it's like, how am I going to live the rest of my life yeah. and be happy mm-hmm. and make changes in order to stay healthy, stay mentally stable, stable is <laughs> yeah. a good word for it. Right. Uh, or, or mentally challenge. I want to say not challenge in the way, like being mentally challenged, no, but challenged is for to grow. Right. Stimulating your thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, also relaxing because you've spent the first half of your life trudging trying to make (laughs) your way and buy a house and do all the things you got to do and now you want to enjoy yeah your rest of your time so maybe this happens a lot more than we know that's what i was thinking when you're saying that i was thinking maybe the ones that we hear about are the major changes where a very strong soul or you know it's maybe not a schedule change maybe our soul's change all the time where it's a scheduled thing Mm -hmm. so when you come to that time in your life when you are in debt and you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired and you're like i have got to get out of debt i've got to call joe and set up an appointment and get out of debt and have him help me (laughs) help me help me brother help me (laughs) maybe that's when another soul that's not as strong or um not so different maybe Mm -hmm comes in and takes over that part of your life so that you can grow to that, basically go down that street instead of going down a different street. You know, maybe walk-ins are more common than we think, but they're not as drastic. And maybe there's several different souls, you know, and and hopefully we'll get some email about this because it's a great conversation. But how do we know that 
we don't have multiple souls that come in at certain times so that it can guide us in those directions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's different levels. You know, it's almost like preparing for your retirement. Yeah. You know, you you have a cat in your backyard. There is it on the, on the, uh, lawnmower. (laughs) Two of them were on the lawnmower yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you know, maybe it's like, um, preparing for your retirement, you're saving up all your souls and you're Mm -hmm. adding to your portfolio so that when you get to the point where maybe in your 50s or 60s, you don't have to worry about all that lear- learning and growth and, and and retaining all that information. You can live out the rest of your days with the knowledge you learn. And it doesn't mean you can have to stop learning because, yeah. listen, there's, pe- you know, like people are in their 90s. Like my mom, she's starting to paint again, right? She's I know. 90, so she's doing something different. But you have that, that mentality of like I don't have to be on the treadmill Mm -hmm. now I can just do what I want to do and if I want to learn it I learn it Mm -hmm. you know look at the people you hung around it with when you were say 18 oh yeah 20 30 40 there's gonna be one or two people that stay in your life right yeah those are your soulmates right soulmates soul connections friends or or whatever but there's also people that dropped off Mm -hmm. right like you don't hang around with certain people that you used to hang around with because you guys weren't growing in the same direction exactly right so maybe those are sort of soul transfers right you're connected Mm -hmm. some drop off some stay with you so maybe those souls meant to leave you learn something from them or experience something fun they drop off something new comes yeah. in your life and then they grow as souls now think about this too is we see a lot of ghosts that are kids mm-hmm. that i've heard of places like we've ghost hunted in a lot of places where they see kids but yet everybody grew up there yeah no kids died there but how do we know that that isn't that particular that that child's soul still hanging out there so we see and hear it as a child and the adult soul is moved on to a different location. Yeah. You know, I don't know. This is Maybe they're just, maybe spirits or ghosts are waiting to have that connection and they're just stuck in that plane or area or space mm-hmm. until the right moment where they can move on to the light. Yeah. Then be filtered back into another. Yeah, because we don't know what's on the other side of the light. No. No, we don't. And think about this, too, is one of the most haunted places is hospitals. How do we know that there's not thousands of souls hanging out at the hospital waiting for one to go into a baby Mm -hmm. and two to go into someone that is near death or something like that? Or it's birth and death, right? Yeah. Like one soul's leaving, one soul's entering. And maybe it's just this continuous cycle. You know, what's interesting you said about about hospitals I probably told the story before, but my nephew and I were on the ninth floor, I believe, of Toledo Hospital. My dad was in. It was before he he was sick, mm-hmm. um, and he was in for something, but it it wasn't like the end part. No, um, I can't remember what he was in for. I think it was just a checkup for his mouth cancer yeah. or whatever. I don't, he had. Yeah. I don't remember. 
I remember the time when you were talking about that because yeah. we were all just kind of hanging out. Yeah. So part of the hospital floor was closed because they were building a new tower. So I told my nephew, who's into ghost hunting, I'm like, let's walk down this hallway and, and see what we feel. And we're walking down, and it's kind of like L-shaped. So we turn the corner, and, you know, we're both walking side by side, and this energy rushed through us. And it's funny because we just talked about this um, last weekend. This energy w- rushed us and came th- went right through us, and we both felt at the same time. We both looked at each other like, <laughs> did you just feel that? <laughs> and that's like must be what it feels like to have that yeah. soul transfer is like this rush of energy coming at you now maybe you're un- in under the knife or mm-hmm. under anesthesia you may not feel that but you know i wonder if this happens you know when we're awake if it has that type of feeling yeah i don't know and doing the research on this i could it's it's funny because I typed in soul transfer and soul walk in and so many things came up that were nothing to do with this, and it was really hard to find some info. Now I did, um, I know the thing that you just read. I got off a angels website mm. about you know from the Catholic mm-hmm. Church, but there's so much. How do I say? It? it was so hard to find information on this because I wanted cases. Now I do have two cases here, but they're kind of not the same thing. But we're not, I'm going to read them anyways. But because they're it's sort of a soul transfer, but it's not like we're talking, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, we always assume that we have one soul. Well, how do we know that we have one soul? I mean, I know we talk to a lot of people that say that, you know, you have a soul and when you die, your soul goes somewhere, but how do we know that these exit points aren't transfer points? So this is interesting. You say that cause I'm thinking the body regenerates itself, yeah. right? Every cell in your body regenerates itself. What? Every 30 days or something, something like that. Yeah. Your skin, everything. Why wouldn't your soul have that ability to regenerate? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How do we know that? Like we said, how do we know that there's a bunch of souls waiting at different points in your life? We'll just say when you turn 20, when you turn 30, when you turn 40, right? How do we know that, you know, there's not a soul going, okay, it's my turn. And pops in, but it's not a strong enough change where you notice it. Mm-hmm. But you do grow and you do learn new things and you do get better at things or, you know, because the whole talk about having a soul and why a soul comes in the body is so that that soul can learn and go to the next level or next plane or mm-hmm. next vibration. Sure. That's so, a good way to put it. I mean, I just think that there could be cases where like the rental cells that I said, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you I know, want- a soul goes, hey, uh, I want to stay in your body for a little bit. Uh, I want to experience what it's like to be this body. It's almost like, you know how you talk about energy vampires uh-huh. where people come in and maybe these souls, that's kind of it. Is that yeah. They come in and extract whatever, you know you need maybe they're draining the positive energy from you and you have to bring in other souls to replenish that yeah and maybe that's where you get depression and stuff like that because we know you know you can heal the body with like reiki and stuff mm-hmm. energy work right to heal the body yeah. energy work to heal the mind and make people happier mm-hmm. so maybe that's it maybe by raising the vibrations it's transferring to 
a soul that is more positive for your body than negative. Well, it's interesting. I was just listening right before I came here to this um, book on tape by Louise Hay. And it's talking about how you talk to yourself. Like every single negative thing you say about you or about your body, your cells recognize. So it's talking about, you know, and saying, I can't do this or... Mm -hmm you're so fat or whatever, you know, your, your self-talk is, is talk, try to turn it around to everything positive. Like I, um, you know, I'm, I'm eating healthier foods to, um, make positive changes in my body. And I'm wondering if you could call in a soul to make positive changes Maybe that's what by the, these mantras yeah. or these affirmations. Maybe that's what we talk about our guardian angels. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but I do know great podcasts that you can listen to to learn about how to make yourself better. Yes, and exactly what you're talking about. How whatever you put out in the universe, the universe will give back, and that is the Year of Profit podcast by me. <laughs> but yeah, that's Just exactly what my whole podcast. My mm-hmm. Year of Profit podcast is all about. So after you're done listening to this, click over and type in the Year of Profit podcast and become a subscriber just like you are to our show. You can find it on YouTube or any other podcast site. Yes. But um, no, it's whatever you put out in the universe, the universe is going to give back. Whatever you tell your brain, your brain is going to answer what it, you know, what it knows is good for you. Like if you keep saying, why can't I? Why can't I? Your brain's going to say, why you can't? But if you say, how can I? How can I? Your brain's going to answer that. Right. And also by, I know this isn't paranormal stuff, but also by doing this, you're actually rewiring your brain because if you live in drama, Mm -hmm. your brain wires so that you stay in drama because that's normal. If you make that change and get out of the drama Mm -hmm. and you rewire your brain to be happier. I wonder if when you make that decision Mm -hmm. to change, you are sent that a different soul. That's what I mean. I don't know. It, I mean, it, it almost seems like it like almost that makes would sense. Make sense. Yeah. You're right. Like, even if it makes soul sense. Soul. <laughs> yeah. I should have had the soul glow <laughs> soul song glow. up here. <laughs> no, but that makes sense. And you know, I don't know. I'm, we're just talking here, but how do we know that there isn't a bunch of souls waiting for that certain part of time? that exit point or transfer point where we switch souls because we're tired of being in debt and we're tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we get a hold of Joe and talk to him about his life coaching and financial coaching. Right. <laughs> he is certified. And then maybe even pick up his book, the 14 day morning affirmation transformation available on Amazon. That book will change your life. I have it right here in my hands <laughs> and it has this beautiful Mac cover. <laughs> And Joe's, Joe's picture, picture on, on the back. But no, you know. No, it's, but that's. Um, maybe it ahead. is. Maybe by doing stuff like this. Opens maybe, you up to a higher frequency yeah. soul. Like you're be, maybe you'd be rewarded. And we talk about raising our vibrations all the time. Yeah. Maybe sure. that's it. Maybe by raising your vibration, you're going to that next soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it says here there's thousands upon thousands of walk-ins who may not even know that. Um, they've been walked into. So, you know, they may have certain characteristics. I wonder too, like, (laughs) this is interesting, you know, like how people's tastes change Mm -hmm. 
maybe that's you know that's been said for centuries why don't my taste change i like broccoli now yeah well why why all of a sudden you like broccoli i would never like broccoli i know joe does not like broccoli i love it evil weed <laughs> it's delicious. Um, but no, that's the same thing. I mean, yeah. I I like stuff that I didn't like years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like cheese. <laughs> I love cheese. Uh, yeah, I just you just don't know. Like, I'm sure maybe some of our um, friends and colleagues who do this type of maybe Reiki work or light work or have psychic abilities yeah. be able to Rhonda chime message in us, Rhonda. On this. Um, and you know maybe give us maybe a, it, maybe their opinions completely different like mm-hmm. no this is yeah, not maybe, what happens and, maybe we're just completely wrong but it's a great conversation yeah absolutely you know that's one thing we like to do with this podcast is, <laughs> is, is spark thought and and open it up you know conversations up about different things I mean like I heard this today um, I guess it's not even related but you know how like People keep saying TikToks was made by China to distract us. Brainwash. And brainwash us. Well, it's interesting. That rhetoric comes from Silicon Valley because they lost so much revenue Mm -hmm. to TikTok. So like Facebook and Meta and and, um, Instagram, which is kind of all owned by the same thing, is putting this out. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And so it's like. The information that is being sent to you mm-hmm. is distracting us so much from maybe from our life purpose. So maybe we need to step back and see if there is some kind of change that gets made, possibly a soul yeah. transfer. Uh-huh. Um, or a soul. Ugh, my, my voice just cracked. <laughs> his soul got stuck my in his soul throat. Got stuck. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Nah. But, um, Maybe it's a raise in your soul. Maybe your soul raises up a little better because you're blocking out all that negativity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the age old uh, darkness and pulling you down and light mm-hmm. and raising up. So has anybody out there felt this? Have you felt like you, you know, went to sleep one night and woke up and you were a different person? Like that could be a possibility. I mean, that's when it happens is when they're sleeping. Yeah. You know, not just be when he was out swimming and drowned Mm -hmm. and they resuscitated him. You know that I couldn't believe it when he told me that I'm like, what? Because this guy is so down to earth and you would never think anything like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully he'll tell you someday in person when you meet him. But it was just crazy. It was crazy. I'm like standing there and I'm thinking, I, I got to leave. But I don't want to leave because this story is so interesting. You know, something like that where you actually physically die mm-hmm. and maybe your soul does leave. Maybe there's a soul out there just waiting and saw the opportunity. That's maybe it. there's some kind of like light that opens up in that physical body and they were like, okay, well, there's nothing there. It's open. I'm just going to pop in. That's what it is. <laughs> So interesting. So there's a couple of cases here. This is my my mind's getting a little like this overwhelmed is, by this, this. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. So because it's go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the, these two are heart transplant, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about these before. The donor was an 18 year old boy killed in a car accident. The girl who received the heart was a uh, you know a little girl that 
loved everything little girls do. Um, the donor loved to write poetry, music. And after he died, the parents waited over a year to clean out his room. It was then when they found a book of poems he had wrote. So they um, found it, read some of his poems. And one of the poems was, Danny, you have my heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, time goes on. He gets in a car wreck. The girl that had this disease that received his heart was named Danny. And oh, I got she started, you know, she was never into poetry or that. And after that, she actually started liking poetry, liking the different type of music, stuff mm-hmm. like that, to where all the traits of him went into her body. That's so cool. Now, I've talked about this before where how do we know that the essence of a body or a soul of the body is not just in your atoms and stuff. So when this girl got this heart, it transferred over and I'm trying to think of how to explain it, but like memories, she memory or had memory of a lot of things. And that's the same thing with the guy I'm talking about. He had memories Mm -hmm. of a different person, but he didn't have a heart transplant. But how do we know? We don't know where memory comes from. Mm -hmm. I do know that they had a mouse that they did experiments on. And they had the mouse go through a thing and they cut out some of its brain and it still remembered the the pattern. They cut out more of its brain. It still remembered. And it got to the point where they cut out everything except for the motor skills Mm -hmm. and he still could remember. So where is our memory located? You know, maybe we have, well, they talk about, don't they talk about like a, a eighth, is it an eighth organ or system in your body? Which is mm. not just like the nervous system or the the circulatory. Vein. Yeah, or... there's something else which is more along the lines of your chakra and your oh okay your, yeah mm-hmm. your soul I guess yeah. you would call it. But you know who's to say that you know because his cells of his heart, which is the foundation pretty much of your body, mm-hmm. you know went in with that and you know maybe he. His soul was there with his physical body and he was able to see what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, that it went to this girl. Well, it's all in the master plan, right? Well, see, that's this other story. And we did talk about these now that I remember. mm -hmm. We did talk about these when we did heart transplants, talking about people that get organ transplants and take on the traits of the Mm -hmm. other person. So I'm not going to read this whole thing, but this other one was a 34-year-old police officer who was shot during an arrest of a drug dealer. Now, the 56-year-old professor who got his heart started to have memories and dreams of him standing there and seeing a bright flash of light and then his face hurting. So he has the memory of being shot. Oh, my gosh. That's so incredible. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we did go over these now that I remember this. Yeah. But that's, again, memory transfer. Yeah. So maybe... I don't know. I don't know if that'd be the same as soul transfer, but it is a type of transfer into the other body. Energy transfer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think thoughts and, and emotions are, are energy. And definitely. I mean, you know, you walk into a room after somebody's had a fight, you still feel that energy, oh, yeah. right? And, and it kind of gets in your system. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you feel uncomfortable and you had a weird feeling or you don't want to be there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it all kind of like ties together it does. in a way. Um, 
I I just think it's very fascinating. It also gives me a little anxiety, but <laughs> <laughs> this is like one more thing I got to think about, right? <laughs> oh gosh, but I don't know. No, it's it is. It's very interesting, and it's some. It's a topic that would be great discussion at any paranormal convention. Sure, absolutely, because you know the greatest mystery is what happens when we pass on. Yeah. What happens? Where do we go? Where do we stay? Who do we haunt? Yeah. What outfit are you wearing for the rest of eternity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not dying at work. No. I'm not going to wear greasy old clothes. Well, basically, I am wearing them for my whole life. <laughs> no, that's going to change, though, because everything is going to change. You're going to go on this vacation. You're going to have a soul transfer. And I am going you're gonna to come back a different person, and your life is going to take off and go in a positive direction. We don't have anything to do at night because once i guess once the sun goes down mm-hmm. these bugs come out they're uh, they same thing that you were talking about in florida no, uh, no, no seams yeah. yeah so she said dana said that we're just going to hang out in the house and she said bring your computer we're going to work on it i'm like okay perfect perfect absolutely great and if anybody wants to pick up my book it's a 14-day morning affirmation transformation it's available on amazon i will put the link in the description this book will change your life i've got some great feedback from people Mm -hmm. that have done the book because it's not a book you read it's a book you do right and it's a workbook yeah they love it 14 days and you're gonna after the 14 days you're just gonna keep doing the same things that you're already doing and you gotta look good you got to look good doing it right. and you got to have some great clothing. <laughs> and the only place that you stuff. can get some great clothing at super low prices is Jen's Poshmark page. Thank you for the plug. The link is in the description as usual. Right. Click on that link, go through, you can search by color, by size, by brand, by mm-hmm. sassiness. I don't know. <laughs> you can even buy our dowsing rods. I have them. Up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah you have our dowsing so rods up there. I can, you can buy them and I'll so ship them to you. You can get in a better mood. Look good and go ghost hunting all at the same time. (gasps) That's all of our goal, right? (laughs) Everybody's listening. I think that we all have that same goal. We want to do all three. (laughs) But if you do see us at a convention and check on the website, I'm going to update it. We have have more uh, conventions that we're going to be at. I just don't have them listed yet. Um, I did make a commercial. But anyhow, go up on our website. I'll update it as soon as I can. We have the Ohio State Reformatory in May. Mm -hmm. We have Michigan Paracon in August. As you're listening to this, um, the next weekend. Yep, next weekend. Yep. uh, Jen will be in... Ann Arbor, Michigan. (laughs) My mind went blank. (laughs) At Potographs, which is a paranormal convention which benefits um, pet rescue. Um, just Google it yeah, or look on our page. Um, I'll be there. Joe will be on the beach, but yep. I will be there. I have, we'll have our dowsing rods. I'm going to be with Gigi from Paranormal XL. We're going to be two crazy ladies. So come on by. I, what can go wrong? I mean, <laughs> what could go right? <laughs> you got Jen, you got Gigi, oh, you got puppies, you uh, got a bar, you got John Zaffis. You've got who else? Oh, um, Goose is going to be there. Yeah. Um, Dustin Perry's going to be oh there. Oh my gosh, he's so, so much fun! You guys have to come out just to meet Dustin. It's going to be and Johnny's office. It's going to be a wild time, and I'm going to miss it, but that's okay. That's all right. We'll we'll catch everybody at a different convention. So, but no, you guys definitely um, want to come out for a good cause. That and if you're in the Michigan area or want to travel, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, cool town. It's a one day event. 
So anyways, thank you. Anyways. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We enjoy every time we get to get on the microphone and talk to you. And like I said, if you do see us at a convention, let's talk about this topic. It, I mean, it's something we could talk about for a long time. Round table. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week. Go ghost hunting. Go alien looking. Go Bigfoot hunting. And we will be there for you. Don't forget, we have tons of shows. Go back and listen to old episodes. There you go. Where we had different voices because <laughs> we were young. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. And let's listen to some tripping on the inside from Dead and Bye.